Good afternoon and welcome to this uh, Thursday, May 6, 2021 edition of uh, Big Zoe Sports Talk. I'm Big Zoe and I might change the name of the sports talk to Buckaroo Sports Talk or Bucko Sports Talk in honor of my kids because they want, they hate being called Buckos, but they call me a Bucko. So I might be Bucko Sports Talk. I'm not sure yet. But for today, we're still Big Zoe Sports Talk. And again, I'm Big Zoe. Welcome again. I got a couple things I want to chat about today. Um, we're going we're gonna to actually delve into a couple uh, a couple topics we don't normally talk about, which is hockey and soccer today a little bit. Um, so yeah, stay tuned here. See, see what we got going on. First things first, though, and it wouldn't be a regular sports cycle if we didn't talk a little bit about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So, Rodgers, um, well, this isn't really about something he did. It's about something the Packers are doing right now. So, uh, the Packers are looking for quarterbacks to add to their roster for upcoming OTAs and training camps. Um, right now, Jordan Love is the only quarterback on the roster. Okay? And they're not sure what what to make of Aaron Rodgers. Is, is he going to come back? Is, is he not going to come back? Are they going to trade him? They, is he going to retire? So they're looking for to add, add more quarterbacks to the roster for OTAs um, and, and, <laughs> and, and training camp. This is, this is just, this is gets wilder and wilder, right? Um, to show you how pissed off Rodgers might be, he has an off-season workout bonus of $500,000. And he may decide not to not to show up. That tells you all you need to know, you know. So we'll see what happens there. So uh, the general manager Brian Gutenkust Gutenkust acknowledged that they want to add more more quarterbacks. They thought about it um, prior to uh, after the draft. Um, so that's what they're looking to do right now. So we'll see where they go with it. See if they end up with anything. See if they end up. Picking up any more QBs, or if they just go with what they have as it stands. So, just want to give you a little update on on what's going on in Green Bay land. So, all you Packer fans out there, um, prepare for for more. You know, this isn't the end of it. This this will not be the end of the saga here. Uh, if, let's see who they pick up too. If they pick up anyone worth worth mentioning, we'll see. Let's talk a little bit about hockey. I don't talk about hockey much. I don't watch hockey a whole lot. It's an interesting sport to me. I, I you know, I like watching it live. I catch a game here and there on TV, um, and we don't get much live hockey here in Albuquerque. So I saw this story, and it was just kind of like, wow. So all you hockey fans out there, I don't know if you've been following what happened between the Capitals and Rangers. So apparently... Um, few days ago Tom Wilson of the Capitals ended Artemi Panarin's season early with a judo flip during a goal mouth melee okay so apparently there was he punched Pavel Buknevich when Buknevich was on the uh, it was lying flat on the ice punched him in the head and then Artem Artemi Panarin decided to come and try to to help and Wilson messed him up. He caused an injury that put uh, Panarin out for the remaining uh, games of the season. Okay. So Wilson got punished, right? Sure. A whopping $5,000 fine. The maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement. Okay. 
So what happened then? Well, last night, the two teams played, and right from the opening face-off, multiple fights. Okay. And then Wilson took the ice for his first shift 40 seconds later, and New York's Brandon Smith, who, according to SI.com, was a distinct underdog, uh, and he they had it out. Okay. Apparently, there were six fights in the first uh, period. Tons of minutes of penalty time. Um, this is this is amazing watching this. It's like because the only punishment that Wilson got was that five thousand dollar fine. The NHL didn't even bother to suspend him or anything else. Anything else? Okay. All right. So what happens? The uh, the New York Rangers came out with a statement. Their statement cited Wilson for a horrifying act of violence and they criticized the player safety de department for failing to suspend him indefinitely. All right. Um, the Department of Player Safety head George Peros, uh, it was the one who, who levied the $5,000 fine and no suspension and the Rangers called him out. They called out, they called for his firing. They said that it was a dereliction of duty by Peros and that he is unfit to continue in his current role as Senior Vice President of Player Safety. So the NHL, in their wisdom, fined the Rangers $250,000. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, I, I've heard of this guy for a long time. Again, I don't follow them closely. I follow them somewhat. I've followed NHL for many years on the periphery. I've heard of this guy. Yeah, not well liked from all the stuff I've I've seen and heard. Okay, he said, "Quote: Public comments of the nature issued by the Rangers that were personal in nature and demeaning of a league executive will not be tolerated. While we don't expect our clubs to agree with every decision rendered by the Department of Player Safety, the extent to which the Rangers expressed their disagreement was unacceptable. It is terribly unfair to question George Perrault's professionalism and dedication to his role." and the Department of Player Safety. Okay. So, the NHL Department of Player Safety and their head, George Peros, think it's okay, and I say this not tongue-in-cheek, hear me out, think it's okay for a player to hit someone on the head while they're down and then injure another player uh, and knock them out for the remaining games of the season and I say they think it's okay because they only fine him five grand and don't suspend him. They don't suspend Tom Wilson. So the Rangers come out and say, this is crap. Wilson had a horrifying act of violence, was direct dereliction of duty by Peros, unfit to continue his current role. Oh, that there, there's the big deal. There's oh my goodness. The buck stops there for the for the NHL. We can't allow this to happen. We can't allow we cannot allow the, the New York Rangers to come out and talk bad about one of our personnel. Oh, matter of fact, uh, public comments of nature issued by the Rangers that were personal in nature. Oh, let's not hurt, let's not hurt, oh, poor George Peros's feelings here. Let's not hurt, these were personal. No, this was not personal. Had it been anyone but Peros there, had it been anyone else and made the same decision, the statement would have been the same. 
It was a dereliction of duty. Substitute Peros' name. If it was me, if it was Big Zoe, and I was the one who issued, would levy that $5,000 fine and no other penalty, they would have said it was dereliction of duty on my part and that I was unfit to continue in that current role. It was not personal. This is strictly professional. They're speaking of professional. They're not saying George Peros is the worst human being in the, in the world and, you know, George Peros, you know, ate rotted and cheese last night. They're not talking about George They're talking about the job he did, which was a horrible job. And it led to the fights that happened yesterday. Okay? It led, led to those fights. So, uh, let's see here. Looks like Buchnevich. He was part of the fighting yesterday, apparently. Um, yeah, he hit somebody, Mantha. Uh, I, again, I, I, I apologize. I'm not as well-versed on NHL as I am on, you know, MLB, NBA, and NFL, okay? Okay, so here it is. Later in the game, Buchnevich, uh, who was the one who was hit when he was lying flat on the ground, he high-sticked Anthony Man Mantha in the face. And Buchnevich now has a hearing with the NHL on the matter today. Okay? So... If he gets suspended for hitting Mantha, for high sticking him in the face, what kind of precedent is the NHL setting? Suspending him for essentially... Remember, this, I don't think this would have happened had Wilson been given a heavier punishment. But because he's not getting a heavier punishment, the Rangers have to go and take it out again on, on, on the ice and his actions were a direct correlation to uh, to Wilson not being suspended, not nothing happening to him. So if they suspend him for his assault on Mantha, but they didn't suspend Wilson for his and I, I as a former attorney, this is not legal advice, but as a former attorney, I can make the argument that Wilson's conduct in hitting Butchnevich when Butchnevich is on the ground that is legal assault. Okay. A high sticking in hockey, it happens. It's a high stick. Alright? Getting punched in the face while you're on the ground, that is not an inherent part of the sport. So, if Wichnevich gets suspended for his assault on Mantha, which was high sticking, which we can expect in hockey, you see high sticking, would it have just been better for him to punch Mantha in the face? To trip him and then punch him in the face, be like, "Hey, no harm, no foul." Same thing Wilson did to me. You can't suspend me. Find me five grand. What? What? You know what I mean? What do you do with that? This is ridiculous. I think, I, I, I think the NHL is. Oh my God! It just it, it reeks to me of. We didn't want to. We didn't want to suspend someone from the Capitals, but we also don't want you talking bad about our people. But now we're going to go ahead, and like, I, I would be shocked if Bushnevich didn't get suspended. They're going to say you shouldn't have retaliated. That's what they're going to say. We took care of the issue. Five thousand dollars. That's not taking care of the issue. That's not taking care of the issue. So I, I think the NHL is. They put themselves in a bad spot. And Gary Bettman, I think, has been there for too long already. Um, so yeah, so this goes to a larger question, a question um, about 
what SI.com, excuse me, is calling hockey culture, the culture of fighting in hockey, okay? Has it gone too far is the question, I guess. Um, no, it's part of the game. And, you know, you have these departments in place, like the player safety or what have you, whatever Mr. Perro, Department of Player Safety, they're in place to ensure that the game remains safe. But if they can't do their own job, if they can't do their job, and levy penalties or fines or well the fines of five thousand dollars all they could do by the collective bargaining agreement which we'll talk about more collective bargaining agreements in a second here okay another story but if they can't levy a suspension or something else on tom wilson what are they good for what are they good for and at that point you go back on the on the ice and you're like well if the league isn't gonna gonna take care of this, we're gonna take care of this ourselves. We're seeing this um, with the Astros this year. You saw it a little bit last year due to the pandemic, not much happened. But this year, um, the Astros went to play against the Yankees, and the fans were irate and you know giving the the Astros the business because it turned out they were cheating when they won the World Series a few years ago, and apparently they stopped. I I doubt that they stopped until they got caught. Um, so you've seen that happen. Uh, you're going to get people hit in the back. I think it happened last year, actually, already. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm like, you know, if the, the leagues themselves aren't going to be there to levy the correct... Like, if Wilson had been suspended, I don't see these brawls happening yesterday. It just doesn't happen. The league took care of it. Wilson's out, and everyone moves forward. They don't take care of Wilson's not out, so the Rangers say, well, what are we to do? We're going to go ahead and just handle it on our own. So, I am not a, I, I don't think this is a good example to set, clearly, for kids who watch hockey and stuff. You know, hey, look, fighting, 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 fighting. Uh, but when the NHL is not doing anything about about these egregious things, like about the Tom Wilson stuff, they're going to overcorrect now, and they're going to try to, to suspend uh, Buchnevich. And, I, I mean, if I'm him and if I'm the, the NHLPA, I think, the the Player Association for the NHL, I go ahead and I, I take that to arbitration, and I make an arbitrator decide whether that's fair or not. That, and I show him the Wilson example. Just a couple days before this happened, and now you're saying this is bad. The fighting thing, though, going back to that, sorry, my, my mind's just spinning. I can't believe this is happening here with, you know, no suspension, and now Butchnevich has to has to uh, go before a, <laughs> a hearing with the NHL on, on, on his hit. I mean, wow, right? Just wow. Yeah, just wow. But either way, uh, the, the hockey culture, people, I, I mean, when I go watch hockey games and a fight breaks out, I'm sorry, but that's that's what people watch hockey for. A lot of people like to see that. It's part of hockey. Okay, the, the fight's breaking out is part of hockey. Now, I don't go to watch it for a fight, but when it happens, it's part of hockey. I'm not sitting there disgusted by it. Like, oh my God, they shouldn't be fighting, blah, blah, blah. Um, when I lived in Huntsville, Alabama, the Huntsville Havoc, we'd go watch them play hockey. And it's fun to watch. 
and a fight would break out here and there. Sometimes, I mean, we saw that one time happen. I don't remember if it was the beginning of a game or beginning of a period. I don't remember what it was, or maybe right at a face-off. But they dropped the puck. Both guys dropped their 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 sticks. Gloves came off, and they went. And the crowd was behind it. There was clearly an underlying uh, underlying heat between those two dudes. And they went to town each other. Both of them got penalty time, and they sat their penalty time. When they came out, they went back again, and they had at it again. And then they both got penalized again, and they came out, and that was the end of it. That was the end of it. They patrolled themselves. That was the end of it. Okay. So, you know, I, both both my, uh, coaches, uh, David Quinn of the Rangers and what's his name? Coach Peter Laviolette from Washington didn't have a problem with the fighting from last night. Um, you know, they, they understood our people are taking care of each other. Implicit in that is that the league's not taking care of this. So our, our, our players will take care of themselves. Okay. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, According to the SI article, some will see the game as a black eye on the sport, while others will have bask in the passion and viscerality of a sport where actions have consequences and everyone answers the bell on the ice eventually. Um, you know what? That's not a black eye on the sport. That's not a black eye on the sport at all. And for a casual fan who just likes to catch a game here and there, um, last night watching the highlights of sports, and I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, um, I'd say the majority, and not by a long shot, I'm not saying 90%, but over half, so the majority of hockey fans are going to say, yeah, this is what it is. If the league's not going to take care of it, the players will. So that's that. And I have a huge problem with the league fining the Rangers $250,000 for questioning George Peros. I have no problem with that. I mean, I have a huge problem. I have no problem with the Rangers questioning them. Huge problem with the league finding them quarter of a million dollars when they didn't do anything to Tom Wilson for his egregious actions the other day. So that's my hockey take today. Um, I don't discuss hockey much, so I hope you enjoyed that a little bit. And I actually got more passionate about that than I have with other stuff. It's kind of weird. So going to NBA, and man, let's talk the Nets again. We talked about them yesterday or two days ago, their continuity issues, and there's more behind that. So this is not about continuity. It's just about personality. Kyrie Irving and the Nets were each fined $35,000 for violating the NBA's media access rules the league announced on Wednesday. Um, this isn't Irving's first time. So this is repeated refusal. So they're going to go ahead and find him. The NBA requires that healthy players be made available upon request to reporters before or after every game. Throughout the season, Irving has declined on several occasions to be available in a news conference. Um, most recently, he didn't decline requests to speak to reporters after the Nets lost to the Bucks on Tuesday night, 124 to 118. Um, in December, Irving and the Nets were each fined $25,000 after he declined numerous requests to speak to reporters during training camp. So, Irving, um, I, I think this was in December, I think I remember reading about this. On Instagram, he apparently said, I pray we utilize the, quote, fine money, unquote, for the marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is presently. I am here for peace, love, and greatness. So stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. We move different over here. And then he added, 
I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. You know, Kyrie Irving, um, you're never going to watch this, but I don't give a crap. Uh, your attention is not worth more. You get paid for what you do. Okay, this is not a shut up and dribble moment. This is a you have to show up to these uh, and be available for reporters as part of your NBA duties. You don't do it. You're in violation of your duties as an employee because you're an employee. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. As an employee myself of someone, um, if I decide that I'm not going to fulfill part of my duties, uh, I have it worse than you. I can get fired. Okay, so shut the hell up with this. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. No, it's not. You're getting paid what you're what you're what you're worth right now. Okay, that I mean it is what it is. You may say, "Oh, I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. I'm worth more than this." No, dude. No, you're you're not. You're an entertainer. Okay, um, I understand you have interests outside of basketball. Most of us have interests outside of our day jobs, and basketball is your day job. I get it. But when you are doing your day job and you have a responsibility for your day job, do it. Fulfill the responsibilities. It's not that hard. Just do it. See, if the Nets don't win this year, the whole thing this year, you know, we talked about continuity. Um, you know, Irving Harden and Durant uh, have not played together very often this year. And I think as of yesterday, two days ago, when Irving and Durant played and Harden didn't with them, they were seven and eight. Not very good. And especially for a team that Irving and Durant were gonna be the foundation. Uh, I don't remember who was saying this on TV yesterday. Don't recall, maybe it was Shannon Sharp. I don't remember who, somebody was saying yesterday on television that Harden was just an add-on. Don't forget that. He wasn't part of the equation to start the season. Start season was Irving and Durant, and this was going to be a great team in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. There's seven and eight with just those two guys play without Harden. So let's not pretend that this is okay. You know, had they not picked up Harden, you know, from the small sample size we have, but a sample size nonetheless, from the 15 games that they've played without him, um, that Irving and Durant have played without Harden, and they've gone seven and eight. They would not be a very good team, apparently. Okay, so back to you, Kyrie Irving. Fulfill your duties. You are the distraction right now. When you say stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art, no, no, you are the distraction. You are the distraction. So stop being a distraction. Show up to the press conferences, uh, news conferences, whatever it is. Answer the questions and move on. Move on. You know, I, I you know one thing that I, I'm having a hard time with, and this has happened a lot. Uh, it's happened a lot over the years. Recently, um, the last, I don't know, decade, athletes are starting to think that they're these like sage people. Appreciate the art. We move different over here. I'm here for peace, love, and greatness. That has nothing to do with you fulfilling your responsibilities with the NBA to make yourself available 
for news conferences. Nothing to do with that. I pray we utilize the fine money for the marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is present. I'll tell you what, Kyrie, instead of waiting to get fined and have that money utilized for the marginalized communities in need, just, I don't know, give 90% of your check to them. Just write it off. Write it over to them. You make a lot of money, right? So, seeing where our world is presently, be the change. Be the change you want to see in this world, Kyrie. Let's do that. Utilize your money. Don't utilize the, the, the fine money. You don't expect the NBA. Whether they do it or not, don't leave it at that. Come on. You're enlightened. You're enlightened. So, you utilize your money. You, you put your money where your mouth is, okay? Put your money where your mouth is. If it's that if it's that important to you, and I'm not saying it's not, and it should be important to you, you have a huge platform, right? And you have a lot of money. So utilize your money, Kyrie. Let's see, Kyrie. Let's see how much are you making this year? Kyrie Irving. Am I contract with Nets. How much are you making this year, Kyrie Irving? You have an annual average salary of $34,122,560. I'm sorry. Your contract that you signed with them was for guarantee of $136,490,600. Again, annual $34,122,650. So, dude, you have, you have a lot of money. Okay. Um, your base salary last year was thirty-one seven forty-two, thirty-one million seven hundred forty-two thousand. This year's thirty-three million three hundred twenty-nine thousand one hundred dollars. Next year, thirty-four million nine hundred sixteen thousand two hundred dollars. In the following year, your last year on your four-year contract with the Nets, your uh, base salary is thirty-six million five hundred three thousand three hundred dollars. So, Kyrie, you are you are you're enlightened. Okay, you're enlightened. So show us this enlightened Kyrie. Show us this enlightened Kyrie. Go out there. Okay, go out there. And of your $33,329,100, Lord knows, you know, you're so enlightened. Just give 90% of that. I mean, you, I'm sure you can live off $3.3 million, right? Minus taxes, I get it. Let's assume half of that is going to Uncle Sam and taxes and all this stuff. Let's assume that, okay? Poor you. You're left with $16.65 million after all that. What about your expenses, right? Boy, you know, you have to have a chef and all that, I'm sure. You know what? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Go ahead and of that 16.65 million, give, I, I mean, really, if you want to make that difference, you know, the fine money, go to the marginalized communities, you put your money in there too. You know, give, 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 Kyrie. Of the 16.65 million, give 90% of that. And you keep 1.665 million because that's still a good amount of money. I mean, that's, that's a good amount of money, you know. Especially for an enlightened person like you, Kyrie Irving. And anyone else in the NBA who wants to come and, 
you know, give me crap about what I'm saying here. You know, oh, oh, gee, we need to support this and this. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. You know, one thing I've told my wife on repeated occasions, if I ever made a ton of money, ever, if I ever got to that point, I'd give a ton to the church, I'd give a ton away, I'd give a ton to homeless people. But unfortunately, I don't make a lot of money. But Kyrie, you do. You do. So, just with what you said, Kyrie, you know, you want them to utilize that $35,000 in fine money, right? So for marginalized community. $35,000 is not going to go a long way, Kyrie. So go ahead and just start pulling out of your paychecks. And of what you have left, give 90% of that. I mean, you're enlightened. You're here for peace, love, and greatness. Stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. You move different. Move different. Set that example, Kyrie. Give all that money. Give all that money. Set the example. Be the change you want to see. Kyrie Irving and the Nets, quit your crap. You stop being a distraction. Okay? It's really that simple. I don't think you realize, I don't think you players realize how sick we are of hearing your holier-than-thou banter. Shut up. I'm not saying shut up and play. I'm saying shut up and fulfill your NBA duties. I'm not saying don't have outside interests. Have your outside interests. But those are not your NBA duty. Your NBA duty, in this case, and this is a really simple case, show up to the news conferences. Make yourself available. Answer questions. This crap, stop distracting me and my team. Appreciate the art. We move different over here. You do move different. You do. You distract. That's how different you move. You really want to move different? Put your money where your mouth is or shut the hell up. Okay? All right. On to something else. Because I'm sure you guys have had enough of my rant with Kyrie Irving. Okay. We talked about the collective bargaining agreement uh, with the NHL and how it limits the number, the uh, the amount that they can find someone to five thousand dollars. Unbelievable, man! The Players Association really worked that one out well, right? Wow. Well, let's talk about this going on in uh, soccer, the world of soccer. A teen soccer star named Olivia Moultrie has filed a lawsuit against the National Women's Soccer League, according to the Oregonian's Maxine Bernstein. Moultrie is 15, and she claims the NWSL's requirement that all players must be at least 18 violates the Sherman Antitrust Act. She hopes to join the NWSL when the league's regular season begins on May 15th. Okay. So, let's talk about this real quick. Then NWSL has an age restriction, okay? The NWSL currently doesn't have a collective bargaining agreement with players. So Moultrie's lawyers are arguing that the age limit can only be in place for a league with a collective bargaining agreement. No such agreement is currently in place in the NWSL. Okay. 
An NWSL spokesperson said age requirements are a common feature of many men's and women's professional leagues in the U.S. and abroad. The rules that govern league operations are in place to support players and team operators and ensure the NWSL remains the premier women's soccer league in the world. The MLS, the men's uh, soccer league, major league soccer, doesn't have an age limit. They have a collective bargaining agreement, and that was not collective bargained in there. That's why they don't have one. The NBA has an age limit because it's part of the collective bargaining agreement. NFL, the same thing. I I'm not sure about Major League Baseball. I didn't look them up, but I know they sign teenagers from other countries and such. So they may not have one. They may be 14. I don't know. So, it says players across Europe and the MLS have competed in professional league before turning 18. Moultrie has requested a spot on NWSL rosters multiple times since 19, but those offers have been rebuffed by the league. And now the lawsuit states, Miss Moultrie would be eligible to play in MLS if she were male, would be able to play in, French, in France if she were French. Miss Moultrie's in the wrong country, the wrong gender, to take advantage of her soccer precocity. And illegally so. Now, this is SI's uh, reporting on that. Went to ESPN's reporting. And on ESPN, it mentions that the, w, uh, the NWSL only recently began negotiating with the NWSL Players Association on the first collective bargaining agreement between the union and the league. Now, if that was recent, and all of a sudden you have this lawsuit by, by this young lady, Miss Moultrie. Miss Moultrie, well, her representatives, her parents, her agent, whoever, may be reading between the, between the lines. They may be realizing if we were to wait until that, until that CBA became uh, official, we may be left out. There may be an age limit there. We got to jump in before that becomes official and hope that they get grandfathered in. And they likely would. Okay. So if it can be shown, I think if the NWSL can show that they start engaging the Players Association in collective bargaining um, prior to the lawsuit being filed, they have a case, the NWSL, in saying that they're trying that the Miss Moultrie and her representatives are trying to to circumvent the completely legal collective bargaining um, process in place. The NWSL stated the league is engaged in collective bargaining with the NWSL Players Association which is the appropriate place according to federal labor law for issues regarding terms and conditions of employment to play out. Age requirements are a common feature of many men's and women's professional leagues in the U.S. and abroad. Interestingly enough, that first part there, the league is engaged, collective bargaining, blah, 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 was left out of SI.com's report. They only started age requirements, blah, blah, blah. The rules that govern the league operations are in place. Support. They only said that... I, I don't know why SI would have left out that first part, because that's important. That's an important distinction to make here. The fact that they already engage in collective bargaining speaks to me 
that an age limit may be part of the CBA. And Ms. Moultrie and her representatives are, again, trying to circumvent it, trying to go around that age limit, trying to get ahead of it before the CBA is ratified. I think the NWSL can, can go before a court and say, this is the wrong venue. We're already in the process here. She, by starting this lawsuit after we've started the CBA, is trying to come in and cut us off at the, at the pass and say, yeah, you guys can do that, but I get to come in before you make that. No, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. The NWSL may, may very well do what the MLS does, which is allow kids to, to sign contracts. But Ms. Moultrie's and her reps and her attorneys didn't want to take that chance is what it reads like to me. Okay. Um, Megan Burke, the Player Association, NWSL Player Association Executive Director, issued a statement. The issues contained in the Player Association's comprehensive proposal for the CBA are broader than Olivia Moultrie. In other words, we have a proposal already. It, broader than that, she's kind of kind of like mentioned her kind of a periphery thing you know but it's clear that her pending litigation should prompt nwsl to prioritize the cba negotiation the player association looks forward to the league's response to our comprehensive proposal so miss burke doesn't seem interested in miss moultrie wanting to play she seems more interested in getting this the uh, collective bargaining agreement done again the nwsl to the table and going back and forth with proposals, which is the way it should be, okay? Now, ESPN goes on to say that MLS has no such restriction, blah, 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 and they don't. Um, however, that's because of the collective bargaining agreement. It has nothing to do with, oh, because he's a male, because this and that. No, it, it's collective bargaining. Again, Miss Burke, the NWSLPA's executive director, if she wants kids who are, you know, minors under 18 to be able to play, the, the NWSLPA will put that in there. So that's not on the NWSL. They can work something out. To What's the age limit? Is there going to be an age limit? Okay. So for Ms. Moultrie's representatives to say that, to make this a gender thing, you know, OM is in the wrong country and the wrong gender... You know what? This isn't a gender thing. It's a collective bargaining thing. Her gender happens to be that she's a female. Wait for the collective bargaining to come through. And, and then don't blame the gender. Blame the players' associations. That That's where it's at. If she was male. Yeah, if she was male, that players' association didn't care about age. You know? MLS doesn't care about the age. Does the NWSL, will their player association care about the age? And if you're going to blame your gender, then you're going to blame the player association. You turn around and blame Miss Burke. If anybody, right? I'm not going to blame Miss Burke. They're going to do what they need to do for the players who are currently NWSL employees. They're going to do what they need to do for them. You know... I, I am not a huge fan of unions per se, but they do their job and their job is to protect their employees. And in this case, the NWSLPA, 
All right. So let me just see where that goes. I, I'm going to keep an eye on that because it's going to be up to a judge to to issue an injunction to allow her to play. And uh, here's the thing: and uh, in her defense, and in her attorneys, you know, in their their defense. They're not saying that, hey, we want a contract. As a matter of fact, they say specifically, Ms. Moultrie does not seek an order from this court awarding her a contract or a roster slot. Rather, she seeks removal of an unlawful barrier to our participation. So if a judge comes up, puts the injunction forth and says, nope, you're right. I'm going to go ahead and enjoin NWSL from, from prohibiting you to play. Okay, that's fine. If the CBA comes back, though, and says, okay, here's our approved CBA, you have to be 18 to play, and if she still hasn't got a roster spot, she's going to have a contract, she's going to have nowhere to go at that point. So, we'll see what happens with that. This is interesting stuff. This is labor law. Uh, I loved labor law. I loved reading about labor law. Matter of fact, um, I worked with one of my colleagues. Uh, we're both, well, he finish his PhD, I'm pursuing mine still. But I worked with him, I did the legal aspect of a, um, of what a spring football league would look like, you know, and if the NFL, you know, if they were involved in it, you know, and so I went through the NFL's collective bargaining agreement and went through the whole thing and uh, marked provisions that would need to change for that and such. Um, I like, I love labor law. This is, this is fun stuff. Miss Moultrie is not, and I, I want to make this clear, she's not wrong in that she wants to play. Um, I think what I have an issue with is they saw the, the what is it called, the tea leaves, I guess, you know, the writing on the wall, and the, there's a collective bargaining agreement being worked out, and they want to jump ahead of that. And she wants to play, I get it, she wants to play her, her chosen sport. Um, unfortunately, if the collective bargaining agreement still comes back and says, no, we're not going to let you, it doesn't matter what you do. I remember Maurice Claret tried to get into the NFL a few years ago, a few years ago, man, it's early 2000s when he tried to do this. Um, the NFL says you have to be out of high school three years before you're eligible to, to, to be drafted. He tried to sue the NFL and get in after his freshman year, I believe, um, and lost. It, you know, she's... If she tries to come back and sue after the CBA has been been ratified, she might have a hard time. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what the judge does. Um, in this case, she may have to look overseas and go play overseas for a few years if she wants to come back to the NWSL. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. This is an interesting case study in, in collective bargaining and someone trying to you know go around the, the, the agreement here. Or the proposals, better said. So we'll see what happens. Good stuff. Um, oh, one more thing on that. Just to, just so y'all know how good this this Miss Moultrie is. Quoting ESPN, she was offered a scholarship to the University of North Carolina, which has won 21 NCAA titles and produced dozens of U.S. women's national team players at age 11. Dang. She turned that down at age 13, hired sports media company Wasserman Media Group to represent her, and signed a nine-year, six-figure endorsement deal with Nike. Her family relocated to Portland from California. So, 
And again, it, it may end up be, being that she has to relocate overseas if she doesn't win this. Or, or continue just working at her craft until she turns 18. So we'll see what happens. All right. Finally, today, um, Albert Pujols. Let's go to baseball. Albert Pujols signed a 10-year, $240 million contract with the Angels back in 2000, I want to say it was 11, maybe 12, 2011. Okay. He was designated for assignment today. It's a sad ending to, it might be at the end of his career. But a sad ending to his tenure in, in, in with, with the Angels. His contract expires this season. They got to pay him regardless. Okay. But when you're designated for assignment, a team can that's seven days to trade you or place you on irrevocable outright waiver. In other words, we put you on waivers and we can't pull the waiver back. If the player goes unclaimed on waivers, then he can be released. Okay. So his time with the Angels looks like it's done. It's done. All right. Um, he's had a great career. Um, he's fifth in Major League history, 667 homers. 13th in history with 3,253 hits. I mean, this guy, he's a baller, all right? For his career... 298 average, um, 2,112 RBIs. So breaking it down though, and the Angels signed him at the age of 31, and there was always an issue when they signed him because people were like, people, players fall apart after around 33-34, you see their statistics start going down, their performance starts going down, they don't play as well. So. The Cardinals, he played 11 seasons, 328 batting average, 445 home runs. He had a home run every 14.2 at-bats. And he was the MVP three times, 05, 08, and 09. With the Angels, 10 seasons, 256 batting average, 222 home runs. A home run every 20.8 at-bats. And his best MVP finished with the Angels. 17th in the MVP voting. So, did not particularly live up to his contract. Okay. The Angels knew the chance they were taking by picking him up. Keep in mind, around the same time they picked him up, they picked up uh, Josh Hamilton. Um that from from the Rangers and he flamed out really fast he, he he's he's a sad case study and what drugs and stuff can do to you got off him but he really was not the same player um, after he left Texas but either way um, you look at Pujols' career look at what he did with uh, LA the Angels and his high with the Angels for home runs was 40 at the age of 35 in 2015. He had 30, 17, 28, 40, 31, 23, 19, 23, 
six and has five this year. Um, just never, it was going to be impossible for him to live up to that huge contract at the age of 31. And that's the one thing experts came out and said repeatedly that that's going to be an albatross on them. And sure enough, it's been holding them back. Um, you have that much money invested in one player, it's kind of hard to sign a lot of other players. So this is the end of that contract. They signed Mike Trout a couple years ago to an extension. They need to surround him with better players because Mike Trout's going to go down as one of those players who's one of the top five players of all time with no postseason success because they don't, they don't even get to the postseason. But either way, uh, Pujols, designated for assignment, um, back in February said he wouldn't, wasn't sure if he was going to continue to play after this season. Um, they may have just made that decision easier for him. I don't know that a lot of players are going to be you know, clamoring for his services, so we'll see what he does. But best wishes to him. Wonderful career. This guy's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, they gave to charities a lot. They were, you know, he and his wife apparently are really good people. So, you know, you don't wish them the worst. Just, it was time. Everyone retires at some point. Yeah, the game passes everyone by at some point. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and the only person that didn't seem to apply to was Barry Bonds. But that's with an asterisk clearly right for a lot of people um bonds is my favorite player of all time um but boy you just wonder you know uh but yeah Pujols, godspeed dude um not godspeed as in he's dying no but godspeed as in wish you good retirements and see see what the next part of your your life holds for you good all right so that is it for today. That was a long episode. I apologize for taking so long. We've gone over a lot of things today. Um, you have any comments, questions, suggestions, leave them at the bottom. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. Uh, we'll be back at it perhaps tomorrow. Perhaps, yeah, I think tomorrow. We'll get to something good to talk about. Uh, and just let me, know what, let me know your thoughts, okay? All right, everybody. You guys have a great day. This is Big Zoe signing out for... Big Zoe Sports Talk, probably soon to be Bucko Sports Talk, I'm not sure yet. You guys have yourselves a wonderful Thursday afternoon, and we will see you all hopefully tomorrow, all right? Take care, y'all. Have a good one. Bye.